And we're off and running. Wednesday night, another one in the books between AEW Dynamite and NXT on USA. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I am your host, Justin LaBar, being joined by The Blueprint, Matt Morgan, and Raj Geary, Wrestling Inc.'s owner and great founder. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Fan-friggin-tastic. It's good, man. Wednesdays, we were talking about this off-air, but they're just so much easier than Mondays. Way easier, and I look forward to it. Yeah. He looks forward to it, but he missed lifting tonight, did Matt Morgan, so enjoy the <laughs> sacrifice. You missed lifting I got to work out with my thumb on the remote because for the first half hour of AEW, their live sound mix was terrible. Ugh. Sound is up and down. I couldn't, I didn't know that what was it was. That was a very good transition there, by the way. That's, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a professional, Matt. Thank you. Was uh, it, it was just, it was all <laughs> over the place. Nuts. But uh, that's probably my only complaint about AEW. AEW to me tonight, guys, was, was, really, was really fun to watch. It was, but now you guys brought it up the last couple of weeks about the sound. I did go back and watch it. I told you guys I would. Because a lot of the times I, I try to listen to, I watch the shows on my phone as well when I get loaded on YouTube, the matches. And I can hear it there. What you were talking about, what Jericho was doing his in-ring promo. And I could hear it there. You're right. It's like almost like the house mic we're hearing. Mm-hmm. And it's only, I put, this out on, so I put this out on Twitter because I didn't know if it was just me tonight. And I put it on Twitter and it seems like it's only for people who are watching on TNT. If you were watching in Canada, yeah. if you are watching on Fight, everybody else was uh, fine, but it was the TNT. Interesting. And, and actually, you know, it, for me, real quick, not to make a big thing of this, the, the time that it was the worst for me was on something that was taped. That Dark Order promo, that, that vignette, that actually, I thought to me, had the, 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 that was the hardest thing to gauge the sound. And I'm like, that's a pre-tape. That's not even live sound mixing. That's something you should already have in the can, levels already done with. So, It must uh, be a TNT issue. For me, the, the sound was only bad during the first match. And it, it got fixed towards the end of the match. But, um, it was, I mean, it was awful during that. It, like, it, it took you out of it. Uh, you know, as they're going to the ring, all of a sudden the volume would just drop. Um, it would stay dropped. And all of a sudden it would be super loud. It was... Um, yeah, it was distracting, which is too bad. I this was one episode of AEW that I wasn't crazy about. I liked, uh, I, I did like the main event. I liked uh, Chris Statlander that match, yes, and the finish. But then the the aftermath, I didn't. Uh, I just thought uh, this was a, a, one of the weaker episodes of Dynamite. I thought, and I thought NXT was really solid tonight. Yeah, NXT is always going to be solid. You know what I mean? I, I always feel we know what we're going to get with that. Um, AEW, I thought I, I knew what we we're always going to get with it, but um, I agree with you. Like the last um, couple weeks for them, I'm just comparing them to themselves, not to NXT. Um, comparing them to themselves in prior weeks, I felt there was some good high points, but uh, man, not as good as the opening what six weeks, give or take. Yeah, maybe. Um, and again, that's part of this, though. When you talk, when you hear them in their interviews and stuff like that, they have these stories already way written out into the future, which is how you're supposed to be doing this. Yeah. And I got to give them credit for that because it's hard to do that. And it's hard not to now want to jump in and go, well, everyone's complaining. Our show's not as good as it was like the first four weeks. Let's make a change now. Unless it's a character that the fans are really cheering for or really bowing and they're ignoring that. You know what I mean? When someone gets mm-hmm. super hot, which they said they would make you know note of and change if there's something like that happens. Somebody gets hot, like say uh, Becky Lynch got hot, and you got to make changes. But you got to stay the course, and that's what I, I'm giving them credit to do to, in what they're doing in that. Um, and they're still new characters, a lot of new characters they have to get over still. So we've got to go through these 
parts right now where we're learning these uh, some of these talents that we're not maybe so wild and crazy about at the moment. But maybe we will because we're seeing like Dark Order. I hated Dark Order with such a passion. I could not stand it. And I'm going to be honest, those freaking vignettes won me over. I, I'm very intrigued. I'm super intrigued by their vignettes. And like the the entire gimmick itself in a way. In a way. Well, good news, Matt. Do you, you think got, they'll, it, these, been, I was going to say, we'll, we'll get to it. Matt, Matt has a choice of cults that he can pick in AEW, so we'll. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's three cults right now. NXT was consistent and always is consistent, but I did find myself, I thought AEW was more unpredictable, and I found myself tonight. Yes, it was going more in AEW because I was like, I don't know what's happening next. But yes, all right, we'll go segment by segment to both. Let's start off Whoa. with AEW. Let me be clear, AEW is better tonight. I thought. <laughs> so we kick it off. They're in uh, Champaign, Illinois, uh, and we kick it off with a six-man tag match. Uh, Dustin Rhodes teaming up with the Young Bucks. Dustin Rhodes to Donnie the Young Bucks attire up against. Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, guys, this is just action Freaking. all over the place. Yes. This was awesome. Yeah. Love this. Love this. And we're going to say the same thing, I'm guessing. Dustin, as usual, you know, like, he keeps up with everyone. He's so damn in shape. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's having fun. He just looks like he's having fun. <laughs> yes. He's definitely having fun. Yeah, I hope they they have a replay of this this week with the audio issues fixed because I want to go back and rewatch it because it was again the the audio issues were for the majority of this match it was it was really distracting but it looked like a great match and and I think it'll be even better with you know all the elements uh, working yeah. as one. I feel like I, I'm not a good show. I'm not a host. What am I? What uh, am I doing the show? Uh, but uh, you're an analyst. Analyst? Yeah, analyst. What am I? Okay, so I don't feel like I'm a good analyst then because I feel like I'm like a nine-year-old that watches this show because I don't notice the thing, the, the sound. I swear to God, I'm not just saying this, being a homer for them. I'm being honest. I don't really notice the sound stuff. I had to go back and specifically listen for it after we did this episode uh, covering last week's AEW. And then I was able to kind of pick it up more because I was looking for it. So I think it's one of those deals. If you're looking for it, you're going to find it. Or if you're like me who has ADD and you just want to see, ooh, flippy do. Ooh, backflip! Ooh. <laughs> well, Matt, to be fair, to be fair to you, like, like, because I, I've missed it in some of the past weeks when people complain about it. But on those weeks, I, on those weeks, I've missed it. The usual common goal was my son and daughter, the kids were around, or, or the wife's talking to me. I actually locked myself in a room tonight by myself, so I had full attention. So that's true. My kid is in there with me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, man, Dustin looks amazing, and yeah. and uh, the young books, the young bucks, you know, as always, mm-hmm. and uh, the inner circle, you know, they've. They're bringing it. I still don't, you know, I still don't like them losing yet since the group is so new. But um, it was a, you know, it was a good, the match itself. You could tell it was really good. It was. Kind of, I watched a lot, some of it on mute until the audio was fixed. What do you all think of Sammy Guevara? You know, I think he's gonna he continues to grow. He's so young. He continues to grow. You know, mature. He is going to be able to write his own check. He seems like he's getting it. You he know, getting like, it. He's not just uh, someone that's thrown out there and, and is just doing what he's always done. He's picking it up with his character. Um, and, yeah, I think he, he's got all the tools. And that's the biggest thing. His, char- his character has gotten big enough. He's gotten yes. such he, – he, he, he projects to the end of the arena. It makes, yes. me, it makes me look past the fact that he looks like a little kid. Yeah. Shredded, shredded little Shred- No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in shape, but he – you know, he, I can look past that because his character has gotten big. Yeah. Uh, 
but he's, uh, not, he's not scared to engage with the fans. He's not. He, he goes a little overboard sometimes. But again, you have to do that because you're still fig- he's still figuring it out as we we're watching it. We're watching mm-hmm. his growth. But he's not scared. A lot of these guys that wrestle that way, they're ter- not terrified, but they forget the fans are there a lot of the time and they don't engage those fans unless it's a move they hit, then they play to them versus in between the moves, which Sammy is doing. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good observation. So, and I like uh, Santana and Ortiz being unhinged and, you know, just kind of. I, I didn't think I'd like them. I freaking love them now. Yeah, they're great. They, they've, they've got great personalities. So, yes, I, I'm, they I'm, do, right? Yeah. They do. I, I mean, I also watch the other shows online, too. So I see a little bit of them on there, too. I'm being the elite. They took over. They, they, they the inner circle took over their episode this past week. And I liked it better than being the elite. They're mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. <clears throat> those, so, two, those two especially, they're hilarious. <laughs> so Dustin and the Bucks ultimately win by a, a pinfall. So a good feel-good opener here. A lot of action to keep up with. Uh, we'll compare it to what they were up against with NXT when we get to NXT uh, later on here. Um, moving on, next match we get, we get uh, Trent along with Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy up against uh, Phoenix. Um you know, another entertaining match. I love the fact that, you know, as they do, they keep showing shots of Orange Cassidy and his reactions or lack thereof <laughs> to what's going on. Um, yeah, you know, pretty fun match here. Uh, overall, Phoenix uh, gets the win, which I think is the, the right good. move. This yeah. was good. This was good. I was fine this, with this. This is the problem I always have with WWE. They're just doing 50-50. You know, the, the, you have Pentagon Phoenix winning one week and Trent winning the next, and they're just going back and forth with these guys. It's the same problem that WWE has had forever. Wouldn't we be annoyed, though, if, if the freaking Lucha Brothers took another L here? Yeah, yeah, that would be worse for sure. Uh, not be losing at all. Well, but maybe keep them apart for a few weeks. Have them face, you know, enhancement talents or, or you know, something yeah. else. Keep them apart so they're just not constantly wrestling each other, and it, then it doesn't matter who wins or loses. Anyway, that was, uh, you know, the match itself was fine, but you know, just it didn't, it just didn't matter who wins. <clears throat> well, we segue from that uh, to Cody coming out uh, for a promo and. You know, this uh, This is one of the best promos I've ever heard Cody cut in his career, obviously, including WWE as well. Um, you know, he, he what I loved about this, he, he just used such logic. You know, it, we, we, this could have been so easily ho- done hokey in WWE or anywhere else. But I like the fact, you know, he's he was very blunt about what he's saying about MJF. He's talking about MJF and, and, and listing all the knocks that people might have about MJF, saying he knew MJF's a bad guy, but he was his bad guy. It was, it, it was his little prick, yes. basically, to groom. Yes. I like the fact that he acknowledged... Yep. My wife Brandy's out here doing crazy stuff. In WWE, they probably would have ignored the fact that Brandy's doing yes. this crazy gimmick, but they're married. Yes. There's a lot of things here, um, and, you know, and, and taking off all the expensive accessories. Uh, this was this was a really captivating, and I, I obviously we know we can sense Matt. They're gonna make us wait. They're gonna really make us wait until we finally get months. to see MJF get us comeuppance with Cody. Three months they got, I believe two two to three months I believe before the pay per view. Um, yeah. Anyways, dude, yeah, world beater promo again, and I would also argue his his last in ring promo he did where he talked about uh, remember setup versus Jericho, that was a tough promo to be too. Um, he's been cutting nothing but home run promo since he's been there. He's he's a completely different person. He's every bit of a main event talent and then some. Um, but I do love the fact that they're not insulting our intelligence. 
I think that's a that scores big points a lot with, with a lot of our fans and a lot of those WWE fans that are disenfranchised. I'm not trying to make a WWE AEW th- thing, but sometimes yeah, the two obviously they're pro wrestling shows. Of course, they're going to intersect, so we do need to talk about the two competing at times. And this is one of them because they do insult your intelligence. And I've been in the room with Vince where he came up with my stuttering character. I keep going back to that, and him verbatim telling me when I'm like. Six months ago, sir, I wasn't stuttering on TV. What do we say? Like, what's the backstory? That's the only question I have. <laughs> and uh, there is none. You don't think they're going to notice that I didn't stutter just with Brock Lesnar, Team Lesnar, just six months ago, eight months ago? I tell them what to think. Yeah. So that's if that's the, that's the logic, okay, versus, you know, Cody and whomever coming up with, you know what, we're going to do something different here. And uh, it was played straight the entire time, which, which, by the way, if you gave me that promo, I don't know if I could have done that. Uh, that was a very tough thing he had to get through. Explain a little bit of Brandy and get that away. Explain a little, a lot about MJF and get that away. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. That wasn't easy to do, man. Yeah, I mean, this was. I thought this was one of the highlights for me this week, and it's that's been the case with AEW for a while. I think I feel like they have. The best segments with Jericho and the best promos, you know, I thought with Cody, I didn't think this was as good as his promo leading up to Jericho, but it was awesome. Uh, I think the one thing with Cody, now I tweeted this like four years ago, I would have never thought he would be one of the best promos in the biz. And uh, Rob, thanks calling. (laughs) (laughs) the chat room goes wild (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah with cody he just comes across his promos comes across as real they don't come across as like he's acting like he's scripted like he's playing a character it sounds like he's going out there and just really saying what's on his mind and it's you don't just don't see that much anymore and even brandy later in the show hers felt very wwe scripted like trying to memorize like catchphrases and, and lines in there whereas cody cody came across as supernatural he's uh yeah. he's awesome yeah, yeah. And, and, and and cody he has to take that real approach because you know it's like you know he's the <laughs> He's the Triple H of this, in, in the sense of you know he he's he's you know, he's he, he's the exec in, in charge. So it's like you, you just got to be real. You just got to own it. You got to own. You got to own. You no, know, you can't hide the fact that Brandy's doing this supernatural gimmick with she's your wife. So you just got to kind of own it. You, you got to own that your brother Dustin, you know, is. You just have to own it, and he's owning and, it. And what was the other uh, other point I was going to point out that he did in the past? Oh. Talking about being a, a not a promoter, but like when his dad was a promoter and uh, Jeff, Jeff, others were promoters mm-hmm. and wrestlers at the same time. And he went into that. Remember in that promo that built versus him and Jericho, the beginning of that promo. Yeah, that's what he started that promo off with. If you guys remember, again, realism, you know, mm-hmm. not ignoring the elephant in the room. In fact, he's knocking these things out before they become the elephant in the room. Yes. He's like a saying ahead of it. Yes, you're right. I mean, yeah, and let's and how about that? And he gave and he gave a hundred dollar bill to a kid. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't gimmick money. That was a real hundred dollar bill. He held it up to the screen. Um. So yeah. So this might have been one of the highlights, honestly, of the yes. show. Um, yes. Everybody, go back and watch this. Yes. Yes. Great work by Cody. Uh, backstage promo. Janela uh, just uh, setting up. He's going to have his match against uh, John Moxley later on for the main event. Then we get a vignette, another vignette with the Dark Order. Um. Uh, Matt, you 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 you've you've started to turn the tide with the Dark Order. What do you think of this one? I liked it. Yeah, I, I I'm wanting to like it now. I think there's something to be said about that. When we do these shows, guys, we've got to be honest about that. We get things that we start to like, and then we we it opens us up to want to like more. And it's different than versus if you notice how we always start off raw. 
right? At least how I always started off. I'm like, ugh. All right, guys, we need to make the show entertaining because Raw sucked tonight. Like that's how we start this between before we start the show. Yeah. Is is our episode here is going to be better than what Raw was, you know? And and that's a it's this crappy way to want to start, but it's the truth. Um, this is you know completely. It's different when you want to like something. Is my point. And um, I if I saw this without any of those pre tapes, any of those vignettes, and all that other stuff, and I just saw this, yes, I wouldn't have been crazy about it. So I got to judge it that way, I guess. I, I, I didn't. I, I like the last two weeks, the Dark Order stuff. This week, it, it felt like a, a really corny to me. Like it was like the cheesy version of The Walking Dead with all them, you know, crawling on the guy at the end. Yeah. I just thought this one was corny, and I, I just don't. You know, some of the vignettes are cool. I didn't. I didn't think tonight's was. But how are the fans going to react when they're back on TV? Do, do you think it's going to change? Are fans all of a sudden going to be cheering them, or are they going to get heat, or is it going to be back to that? No one cares. I, I, I think they'll care a little bit more, not much, but they still have, again, I just said it earlier, and this actually is the elephant in the room, unfortunately, and that is the guy with the mask. What's his name? Evil Uno. Thank you, Evil Uno. Unfortunately, he just doesn't look like a major league wrestler. Yeah. I I, I thought, uh, I'll be honest, I, I, Raj, I agree with you. This was the, this was the weakest I thought of, of the vignettes they've done. Uh, I actually, when I saw one of the vignettes in the past weeks and it had like a heavier set guy in it, I actually thought, is this Uno unmasked? Are we gonna, is it kind of like a Bray Wyatt fiend thing? I thought that would have been a way to go to kind of like give this Uno character some some more depth. But yeah, tonight's felt cheesy. Tonight's felt like um, Raj, or both of you help me out. Uh, Kevin Sullivan bringing the guy out of the ocean, <laughs> <laughs> or Hulk Hogan in the Dungeon of Doom where <laughs> the water was hot. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what that's what tonight felt like, honestly. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what am I thinking of with Sullivan and the ocean? What, is, what was that? Do you remember? With Sid Vicious? Was, is that the one? And, was, and was, Vader. They're at the beach, the wind's blowing, and some some creature comes out of the water. And, and Was that the creature, or was that where they're trying to blow Sting's boat? No, well, you're, you're, yeah, you're conflating two of them. You're, you're, yeah, you're getting two the, uh, things. Make Chris this is this is pre WCW. This was a this was a terrible. I know you're talking about Rise. Yeah, Colonel Parker was on your video. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was Sid and Vader walking on the beach, and they blew Sting up Sting's boat. Sting and Bulldog yeah. were in there. Right. Wasn't that wasn't that a Baywatch episode? It might have well been. I think it was. No, they were doing a cross thing with Baywatch back then. And then they had the slim Jim ring post. I think it was the shark. Wasn't it John Tenta? No, I, I I think this this was not Dungeon of Doom. I think this was Sullivan pre WCW. This was uh, one of the yeah, territories. Okay. I think. Don't yeah, know. I was gonna say I don't remember that. <clears throat> well, somebody will YouTube and send it to us. Yeah. Um. All right. So Dark Order. Uh. We'll we'll see what happens next. Uh. Nyla Rose up in action up against Leva Bates. What it should be. Nyla Rose getting yes. a pretty dominant win here. Very good. Featuring the right talent in the women's division. This was this was good. Um, a little interesting note after the match, Nyla Rose um, continues to beat up on Bates, and then uh, eventually um, Shanna comes out, get, get uh, more power bomb on her, and then eventually Rose ends up power bombing the ref, and they cut to Britt Baker, who is uh, Britt's uh, ringside, and kind of basically doing the same thing she did as she was watching her boyfriend Adam Cole at War Games. She's uh, ringside, kind of kind of stunned. I don't know if that was intentionally supposed to be a play off of that, or if this is just a coincidence, but. Um, mm. But yeah, so there's there's that. Uh, Raj, did you catch that? Did you pick up anything of like were they were they 
There's no money in that. I don't know, but I'm just wondering like if it was like an inside joke or parody. Like they, it literally was like the exact same shot of this her, like, Easter egg boy. Nobody cares. Who yeah, yeah, yeah Easter egg. What are you talking about? Yeah, they were parodying the NXT thing. Yeah. Okay, I've just seen it. Oh, oh, hang on, guys, hang on. Game <laughs> myself. Hang on. Who cares? <laughs> Listen, Matt. Just because, you're, just because you're not wearing the wrestling ink, uh, uh, mandatory uniform, of wrestling ink, and, and, and Under Armour hat, don't be salty and start. No, I'm going to be salty. I don't get jack squat from these guys. They get free hookups from everybody. All their sponsors. They got cool T-shirts. I get nothing. You're too big. You don't have your size. <laughs> I just fat shamed on the air, folks. You all heard it. <laughs> Hashtag, you could cut it off. Or... Hashtag get get mad at Kurt. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was one. There were a couple of shots at WWE tonight, but that was one they were parroting Britt Baker being in the audience and Morrow having to uh, yeah, acknowledge her. So it was it was cute. Was it everything you thought it would be? And they said that's Adam Cole's girlfriend, right? Yeah. So they referred to as Britt Baker. So I thought that was funny. There ain't no money in it. Yeah. There's no money in Easter egg boy too. I don't even know what that, that means, by the way. You're always looking for Easter eggs. I mean, does this really mean this? You are uh, reaching. You're reaching that, now. That was you're just reaching. a straight up match, Justin. Nothing. No. No. You're re- you're reaching. All right. Uh going to another great promo of the night. Chris Jericho comes out and Champagne, Illinois, with a little bit of the bubbly. Uh more <laughs> just more entertaining stuff here. Couldn't you can't turn it off. It's got Jake Hager, of course, uh, standing standing guard with him. And he starts to say that he has a list. The crowd pops like crazy. And then he says, calm down. It's not 2016. And he unveils the lexicon of Le Champion. Uh, does the, <laughs> and he does what Jericho could do. He goes through a list of people that he will never face. Uh, Moxley is repeatedly in there. <laughs> um, young Buck, Father Buck, Sister Buck, <laughs> Uncle Buck. <laughs> It's on and on. Go check it out. Watch it. Um, this was a great playoff of an old yeah. friggin' hit for him. One of his first hits, really. Right? Yeah. Dean Malenko storyline, remember? Well, yeah, it's a play. I mean, it's a play. The list of a uh, thousand and four yes. moves. It's, it, then yes. it goes into the list in WWE. I mean, he's just, he's made a running, he's, he's, made, he's made a running gag without breaking intellectual property laws. Yeah. He's, just, he's awesome. It, yeah. I thought, I mean, Jericho was. So when people talk about wrestler of the year and they're talking yes. about Okada or Will Ospreay, I'm like, no way. No. It's Chris Jericho. He means Definitely. he's just such a superstar. His promos, wrestler of the year to me is not just what you can do yeah, in the right. ring. Okay. It's yes. it's getting people to care. It's getting people to buy tickets. It's getting ratings. Jericho is that guy, in, in my opinion. Um, he's a difference yeah. maker. Absolutely. And I uh, heard him go over rookie of the year and they even put, how come MJF like, wasn't even up for that? Is he not considered a rookie? He's technically he was in MLW last year. That so don't count. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not trying to be. You know, and I know what you mean. Like, where does you know a, should a rookie indie experience count? That means you're experienced and not a rookie anymore. Even though yeah. you know you moved to like for instance NXT. Sasha Banks, the first year she's in NXT, she was in the indies before that. But should, should that count? When I don't know. Well, it I, used to, it used to be you could consider a rookie like like a person in their first year. Yeah on tv but now all these promotions have so many different video distributions it's like well, yeah who, good point there's not yeah not everything has to be on tv tv anymore you know what i mean like like maybe it should be maybe that should be a criteria well yeah. like, like is, is my dude wardlow is yeah. wardlow gonna be considered a rookie even though he's been working for the last yes. four years and he's been on video on demand i think he should be a rookie but yeah. i don't know what the rule is you know yes. right. it's all but, about but, but like okay but like i i got third third place for whatever to uh, observe no 
Personal Illustrated, Rookie of the Year, whatnot, when I was in OVW. I hadn't been on SmackDown or Raw yet. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the criteria is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean. I think TV, maybe that's a good one. That's a good cutoff. I, I think so. I think it. I think it should because be, it's I, a different animal. I think it should be major television. I think. I think. I think. In my mind, major television, and no disrespect to those I leave out, is WWE, right. AEW, ROH, and Impact, and NXT. Well, yeah, that's under yeah. the WWE umbrella. Right. But those to oh. me, that's that's major TV and New Japan. They're they're on access, you know. Okay, but I mean, you know, like MLW is doing great yeah. things. MLW does great things. You know, AAW out of Chicago, pro, you know, all those ones. But the, but it. Yeah. Their their on demand distribution to me doesn't count as no so right no, I agree the the one thing I had uh, the problem I had with this promo and I know some people were getting on me on Twitter about complaining about it but the fact that you know AEW they made it they're making a big deal of the this win loss record and yeah. e. Cody was even cutting promos saying how he if he loses to whoever he was facing on the like the third week of Dynamite he had a match against somebody and he was saying if he lost he might lose his title match against Jericho. And then tonight Jericho gets to name whoever he wants, and he, he you know, and he names someone who hasn't won a singles match yet. That's a good point. No, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to make these win losses, win loss records yeah. mean something, it, you know, it, it should be based on it should be based on that, especially if they're going to be resetting soon. Do you, especially if they're going to be resetting soon? I agree with that. But don't you? Do you think they did not do enough any kind of job at all? on protecting it a little bit by saying, you know, I, I could have sworn at some point, maybe I'm wrong, that they were playing it up of what a heel Jericho is by completely jabroning the ranking system. And because he's the champion and can do whatever the hell he wants, apparently, he can make his own matches. Like, there, there could have been a way to protect it. A little I, bit. I looked at it as good heat for Jericho. You know, he's refusing the big guy, so he goes for the, the, the smaller guy, the guy that hasn't won, you know. I, I think it like look. I think it would have been funny if Jericho picked Marco's stunt, and, mm. and then they don't really have a, an authority figure, but someone overruling yeah, saying they have to have like a, a winning record. Mm-hmm. And over the past few weeks, he could have given Jungle Boy a few wins on AEW Dark, and saying he's on a three fight, you know, match win streak. Uh, he's getting the title shot. It, it doesn't take that much planning ahead. You still end up in the same location, but it, it doesn't compromise what you're trying to do with trying to make wins and losses mean something i mean just being able to oh sorry go ahead the 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 ultimate goal here uh, you know what it was is to get him over yeah and get him some serious shine on him yeah i mean the the ultimate goal is to get jericho a match you know on tv before the year ends and i'm all for that but if you want to stick to your steps you know you don't want to become wwe where all this stuff just doesn't mean anything where you're not you know going by your own rules so yeah that's never, my only complaint about this. I mean, I want to see Jericho and Jungle Boy. I think it's a great opportunity for Jungle Boy. We've said it here on the podcast many times. Jungle Boy is a superstar in the making. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got all the tools. Yeah. I just wish they would have gotten to it in a different way. And for those that didn't see AEW, I never actually said it before we started talking. Uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt come out and interrupt Jericho. And so that's how we led into this. And so they, they made the match. I think it's for... Two weeks from now, right, Raj? It's going to be Jungle Boy. That's when the match is? Yeah. yeah. Two weeks. Okay. I so. can see the tag team, though. Jericho Hager. Yeah, I wonder if, if Hager... I don't know if he has another fight coming up, but he hasn't wrestled yet. Like, even in a tag match. Uh, Which I like. I kind of like that. You know, I, yeah, but like that'd be a really good tag team that would really... They could have used that tonight, for instance, um, to get themselves out of some stuff. Um, 
with Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. That'd be a really good making tag team match for those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait till, they, not- wait till they tour to Oklahoma and that'll, they can advertise that'll be his first match. Hager, I mean. Yeah, and people saying not every show needs a general manager. That's not the point. The point is that wins and losses are supposed to mean something. He's a world champion gets to a guy with no singles wins gets to get a title shot. That's freaking stupid. I generally don't like general managers, but when you have something like this where we're treating like a real sport and wins and losses are supposed to matter, and you have your okay, there's a World Series going on. Red Sox versus Yankees. Red Sox take the diamond and say, you know what, Yankees, we're not playing you. We were the champions last year, right. and we're up, you know. Three games of nothing right now. We you, we don't want to play you. Astros, you're going to come out instead. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Did, don't you think maybe, just maybe, Major League uh, Commissioner or whomever would come on now and have something to say about it? Yeah. <laughs> right. but, uh, of course they would. Yeah, so exactly. You do need that authority, authoritative figure to rem- to tell us all these facts and what's happening and why is this happening <clears throat> and make a match sanction and blah, 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 and all that other crap. The problem is, I think the only person because Tony. Tony's the only one that can do it, right? Because because everybody because the other people that are you know have power in the company are all wrestlers. Right. Tony would be the one, and I don't. I think they are like making a purpose to like keep him not. I think they'll say eventually he'll get power bombed by somebody and something happened, but they'll save it for the right time. Right? Well, what they could also do is say like Jericho picks Marco stunt, right? And later in the show, Jim Ross just tells the crowd like th- yeah. they won't book Marco stunt because Marco stunt hasn't won a match yet. So they are yeah. going to book him with jungle boy. You, you don't have a general manager come out, but you still, you know, accomplish Run the deal. same goal. I just want them to stick to their stuff because I, I hate that when wrestling, you just forget about all the stuff that's supposed to matter. All right, so we go into a women's match. Uh, this was uh, an enjoyable match. This one kind of uh, caught me by surprise. I guess I, I did, wasn't expecting much, and, and, and I walked away impressed. Uh, Sheeta up against uh, Chris Statlander. Now, you know, if you were to tell me with Chris Statlander, if you just to pitch me on paper, here's a girl who her gimmick is she's an alien. Um, I, I, I would terrible, terrible. But I actually, I, I thought she really brought it in the ring. I thought she performed well. This was an attention grabbing and upset win. And who is she? She's been on the indie. She's yeah. she's she's really good. She's out of long. She she's uh, from the Long Island area, I believe. Um, been she around is. for been around for two or three years. Um, yeah, we have a on on Wrestling Inc. on our YouTube channel every Friday. We have a a featured independent match that's exclusive to us. And and the last one we had was a, a match with Chris Stratlander, and she was uh, she's really good. Yeah, she has she, a good. She's, she's got a star. She's got star potential. Yeah, she has a good look, and she has a nice. Um, she has an athletic build. She just looks like a, I don't know. She has like a, some star appeal to her. So, um, yeah. So, I don't know what you guys enjoy I'm as well. Of, 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 what, oh God, what's what, what was the girl's name? She's um, gosh, AEW one of the female wrestlers. Um, she was with Joey Janela. No, she's not. Oh, Penelope Ford. I still think she's a star in the making too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, more with her. And Nia is just her boyfriend's valet, much more than that. I'm right. saying as an in-ring competitor, mm-hmm. she's good, and she can only and she's only going to improve. So uh, Chris Statlander gets the win, uh, a pretty pretty impressive looking finish too. Um, she gets the win, and then uh, this the lights go out, and we see Brandy and Awesome Kong at the entranceway. They come down, um, uh, both looking money. Brandy looking money for one reason, Kong looking money for another reason. Here, R- great visual presentation. Yeah, Raj mentioned it earlier. Brandy's promo. We can take that for what you want. Um, but this leads to 
it looks like they're gonna they're trying to get Chris Statlander to, to join them, and then there is a woman uh, at ringside, a fan at ringside who is screaming and wants to pledge. Uh, it does come in the barricade, and they proceed to cut off her hair. That uh, that woman was Melanie Cruz. She has we can confirm that she has signed with AEW. She uh, she's a Chicago based wrestler. So um, yeah, so that's uh, she once power bombed Nick Hausman, our managing editor, through a, a table. <laughs> you had it coming, Nick. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean Brandy. Oh my God, she looked amazing tonight. Um, <laughs> you you want to talk about looking like a star? I think. Oh, of almost anyone on this show she 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 has that the look i did not like her promo and i don't like this whole cult this nightmare collective thing i i think awesome kong is way more effective as just kong not doing the horror movie stuff not doing the the yeah. voodoo stuff just kong being kong face to face with nyla rose or aja kong aja kong i don't know whatever happened with that we're, but just we're gonna get there they're gonna get there yeah but by, i i feel like with all this this cult stuff that they're doing now why do you guys see i don't see these two as a cult because they're talking about joining us and, and joining us and cutting hair and then the other girl to join them cuts their hair you know it's not it's not it's not a hair it's not a barber shop <laughs> it is it's like the straight edge straight edge society i do love it is like straight edge i do love um i love kong wearing the hair on her belt that's a that's, yeah, that's a cool totally devious yes. touch. a totally ownage yeah, this There's just no it one. seems too dark orderish to me, and and so does uh you know Blade and Bunny. That is terrible, but the, I I do like Kong and Brandy still. And the Brandy promo was memorized, obviously, but again, I Jack thinks it's okay because you said you actually hit on it. Brandy screams superstar. She just does, and even in the like non wrestling stuff when she shows up to do uh, interviews and stuff like that. What a great re- like she screams superstar. Is basically, what I'm saying. I agree. Uh, I just don't like him as doing this. I like Brandy and Kong. I think I think Kong could, you know, we we criticize the AEW women's division. She's someone that could really help make it. Well, you know? yeah, and I think that's what they're doing here. How do you you don't think you don't see that? I did. did I mean, did they did they were they getting super heat or anything from the crowd? I mean, no, these no, but not the crowd doesn't. Oh, the only time the crowd doesn't have to make a, a yay or boo noise is when they're intrigued and in awe of something. I that that hush was a good hush tonight. I, I thought. I thought they're like, oh, what is this? It's intrigue. I feel um, like AEW when they're quiet. The crowd, because they, they're still very forgiving of the product. They don't want to boo anything, and so I think when they're quiet, they're just like, "All right, let's move on." Yeah, I would definitely say yes. I would definitely say yes. Well, Raj, I think one. I think one angle. I, I think one um, internal reason they might be going this route with Brandy and Kong is, look, uh, you know, Kong's got some miles on her, and she's also doing you know the Hollywood stuff, you know. So I, I think they, I think by doing this, they can try to save her bumps for when they matter. Versus if she's by herself, you know, I, I think it requires more physicality. But if they do this and they're doing things like cutting hair and Brandy's talking for her, they can get through more weeks of just like tonight. She doesn't have to bump. She doesn't have to, you know, they, they can save that. I, I think that that's an appeal probably. Quite for a long time to get to before she gets into knowledge. Because I have a feeling they're going to do this right. I have a feeling they're not going to screw this up and, and put them in the ring together. They, they did it in the Battle Royal, and I hated that. I was I, I mean, I liked it as it was happening. In my head, I'm like, oh, they're passing up some money here big time. Yeah. These two should not be in the same ring. You know, not yet. Make people pay for it. But but I would argue Nala hadn't been built up just yet either. You know, now she is, and she's getting there. Nala should be featured almost every damn week in a squash match. Just give her 10 seconds. That's all she needs. 
I'd rather see that to 20 minutes. I, week. I don't know if she can right now. I, I think they might be filming the final season of Glow, which would prevent her from, Nyla. from wrestling. Oh, Nyla. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Just give her a 10-second squash match every week. Builders is freaking monster. Continue, but stick with it. She doesn't get to be off for four weeks. You no. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys are appearing on AEW Dark. Um, but yes, I watch it. Yeah, but you know that's not the same as right. as, as main TV. And th- that's one thing AEW has a very big roster. You kind of forget about that. So a lot of these guys, they're on one week and you don't see them again for a week next. You know, when was Darby Allen on last? Um, uh, you know, on the TNT. Do we think that? Hmm, that's interesting. And Kip Sabian, he wrestled Kenny Omega on AEW Dark. That's going to be on on next week's AEW Dark. And you know, I'm going to see how that plays out. What what you just brought up, you know, what I mean, there's only two hours a week on. We're talking TV, TV, not Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and there'll be times where not every talent could get on. That's the way it used to be, though. Back in mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It- it helps. I mean, it keeps talent fresh too. It's, it, it's almost like you should do that with the dark, you know, the top guys more. You know, you have a Jericho on a lot. Omega's not on hardly that. You know, hardly at all. Maybe have one show focus more on Omega, give Jericho a break, and then uh, you know, one show uh, focused on Moxley, and, and you know, kind of rotate the top guys off. You know. Well, and what's real interesting about having as many people as we're talking about that you know we're not seeing regularly on Dynamite. Is you know WWE goes to that where there's a lot of people you don't see featured on TV weekly, but WWE keeps that full of a roster because they have the live event schedule, so they need to have um, people to fill out two, sometimes three live events simultaneously. AEW is not doing non-TV live events, and I don't think they plan to do that. So that is interesting that they're carrying such a, a deep roster out the gate, and you know unless TNT's told them, hey, if you guys do good this first year, we're going to give you a second show. You know, we're going to give you your SmackDown. Unless unless that's a plan in the next year, you know. They are carrying a, a heavy load. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so we, we go through that uh, with with Kong and cutting off hair. Uh, we come back from the break. Um, this was easily between both shows the worst match of the night, and it pains me to say this because I'm I, I'm a big Pentagon Junior fan of the character and the appearance and everything, but Christopher Daniels versus Pentagon Junior. This was just all sides of ass backwards sloppy. I don't know. Good Roger. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I thought, uh, I thought that with you know the the Trent match earlier, I, I just didn't didn't care about that. This match was sloppy, and for it being Daniel's comeback match, I just I just found myself not really caring about this match at all. Uh, maybe I need to rewatch it. Uh, what was what, what were they missing things that I missed? Well, I mean, uh, this isn't the only thing. I mean, Dan Daniels blew the spot on the outside trying to do the um, yeah. uh, CI moonsault, what have you. It, it, I, I just watched it, and Matt, go back and let me know later. It, it just seemed like timing and everything. They were just way off. Everything just seemed – and it pains me to say, but Pentagon Jr. like just – I feel like he's moving at half speed at some of the match. He probably know. needed to because Daniels is – you know, Daniels not a young guy, and he's coming back after months uh, from an injury. Oh. And Pentagon should be working up top. The entire – like, he's so damn good. Him and his brother Bo should be the feature tag team with – you can argue them or Bucks. But, you know, they should be closing yeah. the show down for Kareem crying out loud. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I agree. They, sh- they shouldn't be feuding with uh, the best friends. And that's no disrespect oh. to the best friends, but I, I feel like You're they should be higher up. The best friends, we don't know what what are they. What's the difference between them and anyone else in that arena? Two, two you know, one dude and his boy went to go watch the show. What is the difference between them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, Trent's nasty in the ring and looks like another Don't get me wrong. Chuck, not so much. Yeah, I think Trent also he needs a, a different name or something because he's just Trent right now. And uh, not Trent Beretta? No, just Trent. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a a, a trademark issue or something, but he's just Trent. He's really good. He, he is really good, but I think he could be decent as a singles act. I think he needs to stop doing these tag teams, and, and it holds him. I think it holds him back a little bit. And he seems like a creative, a creative guy. He just does. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have more creativity when you can only rely on yourself, and you don't have anything to play off of, and it yeah. makes you develop faster. I think. Yeah, Michael McFarland pointing out that Daniels is shaking off rust and needs to be opening hour and dark until he's back. Uh, I agree. I think, you know, do, do some matches on dark and get that uh, ring rust off for sure. So Pentagon, Pentagon gets the win. This with a little bit of help from Phoenix coming out with the distraction. Uh, Pentagon ultimately wins with a low blow. Uh, so that's that. Uh, we get a vignette with the, uh, looks like a kinky sex group, the Blade, the Butcher, and the Bunny do their uh vignette and talk about they're so sick of seeing Cody's face and we're here to change that. We're here to cut the head off the snake. More cult. Another spooky cult. <laughs> this seems very similar to Dark Order with the masks. and They should merge the two or something. <laughs> I, Matt, I, I know you're with me. Let, let's see Kong beat the hell out of Uno. I think we can see that. Dude, you can't put them together and you'd have 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. No. <laughs> Not a good idea. Uh, all right, we go to the main event. John Moxley versus Joey Janela. Um, I was excited yeah. for this, actually. Yeah, uh, we saw a lot We saw a lot more. Some fans are probably not always seeing this much wrestling from Joey Janela. Um, He's now, been doing him versus yeah. Omega. He brought it out, too. He, yeah. he can wrestle. One thing I gotta say before the the match, the, Joey Janela cut that promo early, earlier in the show, and John Moxley came up and just said "kids" or something like that. Um, just in that one segment, I, I you know Joey Janela, he's got a ton of potential, but Moxley just showed he just projects himself like a superstar. And in that one segment, he just I agree came across that. as such a much bigger star, um, like yeah. you know miles apart and I, I just think more of these younger guys need to work on that character and projecting yeah. yourself is is larger than life yeah there uh there were some fun spots in this match uh an observation i know wcw used to do this and i know AEW's done this before maybe ecw did it i like when you have the um i like when you have the entranceway and the ramp all the same level as the ring apron i like that and they utilize that on the outside you whipping each other into the ropes taking some bumps on the on the ramp I, I don't know that's just a weird thing i've always liked they used to not do that on nitro right they would do that for like the clash of champions and and like this, yeah the w- wcw did it pre 95 yeah they would do it for like you know pay-per-views prior to when they had nitro or anything uh, and i always thought it was just a cool touch it just yeah, looked it, pretty cool it's cool i think when they redid the set they brought that back maybe um, i'm kind of forgetting but um yeah i i, I like that too yeah uh, another another shout out in this match too, uh, and in the spot of the match, uh, tight shot on Moxley as he's outside the ring. Joey jumps off the top, but they never they never cut. In WWE, they would have cut. They kept a nice tight shot on Moxley, and all you saw was his face get big, and Janela flies into the screen. And they crash into the table. That looked great, great spot. Um, ultimately, Moxley gets the win, and we uh, go off the air with uh, him standing and staring off to Jericho, uh, who was holding up the title. So uh, that was your dynamite Matt, overall. Uh, Give me your give me your rating of dynamite tonight. Between what and what? Uh, give me a, give me a letter grade. B B B. 
I'll say uh, I'll say four dynamite. I'll give it a C plus. But overall, <laughs> I'd give it a compared to the the other wrestling I watched during the week. I, I'd give it a solid B. Yeah, I'm right there with it. I'm right there with probably a B B minus. But it was enjoyable. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, of course we'll wait to see. Uh, they they've been beat the last two weeks, mind you, by, by NXT. So we'll see what happens. So let's move over to NXT. Oh wait, at the end, Chris Jericho came. They had kind of a, a little stare down. I said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but, oh, that, uh, but that, uh, I love how they build their world title matches because that has a big match feel already. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to be big. It's going to be like Cody and Jericho with that build. Mm-hmm. These guys know what they're doing. Moxley and Jericho are, are, are super pros and they're big stars. And it, it felt big. Yeah, it did. All right, so let's go over to NXT. Uh, coming to you, of course, from Full Sail University, the NXT Arena. Uh, and we kick it off after uh, showing some video highlights and uh, Mauro Ronaldo giving us a stand-up. Mauro's back, uh, the first time we've seen him since TakeOver. Of course, we don't need to rehash. He's been gone. Corey Graves tweeted yep. something, whatever, whatever. We got it. We got it. All right. Uh, Killian Dane comes to the ring with a mic. Uh, he was going to face uh, Damian Priest. Priest is injured, uh, so he wants to fight somebody. Out comes Pete Dunne. We get Pete Dunne versus Killian Dane. And, and, and this, mind you, this is going up head-to-head against the crazy six-man tag open on, on AEW. That was that six man tags, high flying, a lot of fun. I will say though, for those that haven't seen this match, if you're more of a wrestling purist, if you like story, if you really like, you know, aiming for body parts, if you like creative finishes, this Pete Dunne Killian Dane match delivers and all those things. Uh, it's, Matt, not which, aiming, it's not aiming for body parts, it's working. A body working. Part. Come on, dude. <laughs> you work. I thought you work on the indies, brother, brother. No? I've said, brother, brother. I've said working before. <laughs> all right. Uh, but, but I mean, uh, the finish here, very creative. Um, Matt, mm-hmm. what do you think overall? By it, if it wasn't competing against that other match, I would have paid closer attention. I'm just going to be honest with everybody. My eyes were not on this match. It, it, it wasn't. I was watching it. I was watching it side by side. And, uh, I was kind of kind of surprised that NXT opened with this, just because they are coming off a of winning two you know two weeks in a row. I would have thought they would have started with you know Adam Cole or Matt Riddle or, or Keith Lee or Finn Balor, just getting you know getting the show off you know just mm-hmm. from a ratings perspective, uh, putting your bigger stars out there. But yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, Matt. This uh, this match was good, but um, uh, yeah, during this match you had the Young Bucks match going on at the same time, and I, I was definitely. Um, Paying more attention to that, whereas Killian Dane and, and Pete Dunne, I know Pete Dunne got a title match at Survivor Series and everything, but it's not like they're two mm-hmm. of the two legit main event performers yet. Right, that's it. So uh, Killian Dane ends up getting the win. If the finish was Pete Dunne had a sleeper hold uh, on Dane, and they were up on the second rope. And then basically Dane passes out, but he passes out, and so he falls backwards, crushing Pete Dunne. One, two, three, victory. So Dane gets the, the victory in the, in the record mm-hmm. books, but, uh, but Pete Dunne certainly um, still gets uh, walks away with a lot here. So, I, again, I like, I, just, you know, I like the finish here. The um, finish was creative. Um, Kathy Kelly backstage talking to Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai plans on taking uh, Rhea Ripley out tonight, just like she did that hood rat, Mia Yim. So <laughs> got to mention when they say hood rat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the Undisputed Air in the ring. Uh, Adam Cole just basically talking about and in, 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 Re, um, recapping the month of November, saying it was a November to remember uh, for Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era. Um, ultimately, we end up uh, getting uh, Keith Lee out there, who added, Cole was taking some shots at in the in the, in the promo, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, and basically, this sets up that we're going to end up having uh, we get a big brouhaha, and we're going to end up having uh, a big six man main event uh, for the evening. Brouhaha, you like that, Matt? Brouhaha, schmaz, schmaz, Donnie Brook. 
Donnybrook. Donnybrook. <laughs> I gotta uh, say, and we'll talk more about this later. But NXT, they're doing just a phenomenal job with Keith Lee right now. In just the are. past few weeks, I mean, they they are. <laughs> if this was the main roster, I'd have no hope that he would be in the, the same spot in a month. But NXT, no. they're they're booking him great, and I I have faith that they'll keep it up. I think yeah, they will. A, he could very well be the next champ. All right, next up with some women's uh, match. I'll be honest, you, I, I, this is where I was missing a lot of because AEW really had me this time. I don't remember if it was the Cody stuff or Jericho stuff, but uh, Shayna Baszler versus uh, Zia Lee. Uh, that's how you say her name, right, Rush? Zia Lee? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, Baszler gets a win, but I can't offer anything. I don't know if you guys were caught this match or not, but I missed out on this one. Same thing. It, it pulls your attention away from it. Um, just more of the same. More of the same from, from nothing crazy from Baszler. I just I'm not, I'm not a fan of it either, though. To be fair, Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I, I mean we've talked about it before. I think I think they did a great job with their uh, for the Survivor Series and stuff. I just I just don't see Shayna at that level. I think Zia Lee has a ton of potential. She has improved a lot, and I thought she looked good here. But um, I mean, it was what it was. It was a showcase for for Shayna for mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Raj, have we talked have we talked about it on this podcast that apparently Vince was not happy with? Uh... Baszler and the end of the Survivor Series match, the, the the women's match at the end of Survivor Series. Have we talked about that? I don't think so. No. no. What did he say? He well, he wasn't happy with the main event of the Survivor Series. That was in the Observer. That uh, the main event. I mean, it, remember, people were silent, and I, I think it's common sense that he wouldn't uh, have been happy with that match because yeah. it wasn't very good, and the crowd just was was quiet as hell. They had freaking Bailey take over. The majority of the beginning of it, and there's a, she's been a character that we've been told, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, and they put her in a position that she's not even really a full heel, like, necessarily. I mean, no one's booing her. No one's, like, yeah. legit booing her. She's no yeah. heat. Yeah. She's trying, but she's... Too much. She is definitely trying. She's the they SmackDown Women's Champion, and she's... Yeah, she's just not. A, I mean, they blew her heel turn by having her turn heel and then waiting six weeks before actually doing anything with it. And they gave her way again, way too much in the beginning of the match. Go back and watch it. How much time goes by with her putting the heat on both girls? Mm-hmm. Um, it took it was it, it took too long, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It didn't allow the match to get cooking. Uh, so moving on, we got some tag team action. Uh, we got the Forgotten Sons, uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. And they went up against Leon Ruff and Adrian Alanis. Who? Um, apparently, they're two enhancement talents from Evolve. Is what is what was that's actually what we have here on Wrestling Inc. So I'm uh, I'm trusting our website, Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. No, hey, I'm 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 usually normal normally a huge fan of enhancement matches like this. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, Forgotten Sons get the win uh, as you would Good expect. Wesley, man, Wesley Blake has been there forever. He has, you know, when has. he was in the tag team with Buddy Murphy, and, and they were a good tag team, by the way. They were. With what's her name as their manager, Alexa Bliss was their manager. It. Yep, they were a good tag team. I was actually pissed when they broke them up. I was like, why would you break these two up? Mm-hmm. Who knew? Look at Buddy Murphy. Yeah, someone's pointing out that Leon Ruff is one half of the Evolved tag team champions. So uh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Up next, we got Dakota Kai up against Rhea Ripley, or so we think. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Ripley comes out, and she basically says uh, she's going to um, do to Kai, <coughs> do, to, do to Kai what Kai did to them at War Games, and uh, out comes Mia Yim. And so we never actually get <coughs> an official match. We just get a big uh, big brawl mm-hmm. uh, back and forth here. So I, I like this piece of business. This I think, good. 
I think yeah. we all agree. There's a, there's a lot. You know, the turn that Dakota Kai did. I think we're all fans of Rhea Ripley, yes. uh, Mia, Mia Yim as well. So this this yes. really had, this a, a lot of good business here. Very good wording for it. There's business was had here. There was business to be had had here. Yeah, I was worried that they were going to just beat. Uh, Dakota Kai right off the bat, right after she, she just had a big heel turn. And so I was relieved because that is something you see on the main roster a lot. Someone turns heel. When someone turns heel or babyface, it's like they get a fresh coat of paint. And to just beat them right away just kind of uh, kind of negates all that. So I, I like that she didn't get beaten here and, and they For continue sure. the storyline. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought this was this was well booked. Yeah, and that's and that's a good point, Raj. You're right. They, they oftentimes just rush right into killing whatever you know heat somebody would have had. Um, Jumping the fence here to from heel to face or face to heel. Uh, so we move on um, again. They're still built. They're still doing interviews. We're building. Of course, uh, they're going to have the undisputed era again against uh, Champa, Keith Lee, and Dominic Dijakovic. This is actually when they officially announced that Dijakovic's joining the match, and that is what the six man tag is going to be. So actually, I jumped the gun earlier. Sorry. Um, so we get the next uh, next match we got is a uh, Cassius Ono up against Matt Riddle and you know <laughs> I, I'll be honest before the before that they aired that vignette for um, oh for uh, um, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Swerve for yeah uh, Scott I, I, I like NXT has an advantage over AEW in this regard in that they don't have to bring so many people in at one time. And so when they are bringing in people or, you know, Swerve has wrestled before, but he is someone kind of new and they have that advantage of not having so many new people on that, it, you know, kind of drowns everybody out. And Raj, he's, he's Shane Strickland, right? Is that who he is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shane Strickland's awesome. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's who, that's, that's who this is, right? Isaiah Scott. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Let me double. Mm. Let me double check. I if it's not, it's a, if it's not, I feel like it's yes, it's it's, okay. it's Shane Strickland. I feel like a goof if that's wrong. <laughs> cool. Uh, next match, we get Cash Zono up against Matt Riddle. Um, you know, I love Matt Riddle. I, I love his work. I love his facials. I thought this match went too long. I did not think that this should have been as competitive. I, I know they have sure. plans for Ono, and they're featuring him in some of they the Worlds do. Collide stuff. Yeah, he he's he's involved in some of the NXT UK stuff they're doing. Um, I didn't know that. See, I yeah. Didn't know I, that. I actually missed over. I'm sorry. He actually cut a promo earlier in the night talking about how he's like the best British wrestler. <laughs> um, you know, obviously he's not British. Um, so I get that they like, I get, I get why they made it competitive. I just didn't want to see it. I, I was like, Matt Riddle should be winning this quicker. I don't want to see, I don't want to see this match go this long, but it did. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this, I, I thought as far as matches went, this was the best match on either show. Really? Um, just wow. as far as a match went, I, I think if it had stakes, it would have been that much better. For, you know, a reason. I think we all knew Matt Riddle was going to win, and that that took some of out of it. But right. sometimes, you know, just because you can have a good match doesn't mean you need to. Uh, like uh, Moxley and uh, Joey Janela tonight, they had a fun eight minute match, but it was eight minutes. It was short. And Moxley's being groomed for a world title run. He should not be having long matches with guys that aren't quite on his level yet. Oh, yeah, not, not. You think Moxley's going to win the title? Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be in the, he's in a world title feud. I don't know if he's gonna win the title, but oh. yeah. But he's going he's gonna be facing Jericho at some point. But Ross, to your comments, you know, like unpredictable's good, surprises are good, but I always remind wrestling fans of this. Predictable is okay as long as it's logical. Yeah. If it's logical, it's fine to be predictable. Yeah. 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 Well, like Moxley beating Janela was predictable, but he, he absolutely should have. But but wrestling fans lose sight of that. They always want it to be a surprise or swerve. And it's right. like, well, that would make no sense sometimes if that happens. And, yeah. 
but as it should, Matt Riddle gets the win here. Uh, yeah. So, so that's that. Uh, we were supposed to get um, Kushida versus Raul Mendoza. Mm-hmm. Um, Mendoza gets attacked by Cameron Grimes, so now we're going to get Kushida versus uh, Cameron Grimes. Um, you know, Kushida gets the win. Not much. I don't have much. <laughs> Again, I don't know how much you guys took away of this one. Um, Dude, he's he's nasty. Cameron Grimes. Hmm? Cameron Grimes. I mean, I was gonna say Kushida. Sorry. Oh, Kushida's good. They were they were kind of making up a big deal of him coming back tonight. So it, it looks like they do have you know they are going to have some plans for him. So um, I think that's the right call. He, he's he's good. Yeah. Yeah, he gets the win. Uh, they do hype up um, two matches that are announced for next week: Dakota Kai versus Mia Yim, and uh, which just will be good. And the other one I'm really excited they announce is uh, Angel Garza versus NXT Cruiserweight Champion Leo Rush, and they show a little vignette about the the, the, the backstory these guys have. I'm re- I'm really into this. I'm thing. still. I know everyone feels Garza. I still ain't feeling them yet. I, no? Everybody else I know likes them. Why does it feel like they've done this match already a bunch of times? But they only done it once. Yeah, but you know what? That the once they did was awesome. I'll see it again. I'm all for it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It'll be really good for sure. All right, and we tee up the main event. Man, WWE loves. They love to have their six man match main events, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) whether it's Raw, NXT, or SmackDown. Playa. Teddy Long making a six-man tag. Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic. Um, obviously, all, all six of these guys are very athletic. Uh, yeah. You know, majority of them, I know we can we can debate the Undisputed Era. Uh, majority of them, they're looking like stars, feeling like stars. Um, ultimately, it 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 uh, ultimately what ends up happening, we end up getting kind of some craziness at the end here. Um, Undisputed Era. Actually, wait, sorry, I lost my notes here. All right. Our website would actually. All right, here we go. Um, ultimately, we end up getting Finn Balor. He comes out uh, wondering, okay, what what the whole storyline here is with Finn Balor, uh, and it makes clear that he is not aligned with anybody. He's attacking Champa, but obviously, we know he's not Adam Cole. Uh, so Balor points towards Keith Lee, uh, but Keith Lee, it was a great shot again. Balor in the corner. Keith Lee pops up. Keith Lee takes. Uh, Balor gives him a big power bomb. Uh, Keith Lee ultimately getting the win. He Champa and Dijakovic, and then after the match, Lee stands tall. And William Regal comes out, and he announces that, the, that Adam Cole is going to defend his title in two weeks on December 18th. So on the same night, Jericho has his match against uh, Jungle Boy. Adam Cole will also be defending his title in NXT. And Adam Cole is going to face the winner of next week's match between Keith Lee, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, and uh, Finn Balor. Hmm. So a uh, triple threat next week to decide who is the number one contender. So they're doing that match quick. It looks like it'll be Adam Cole. I don't know if it's Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa, but that's where I'm guessing. Um, I thought it would be a three-way. I really did. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. But uh, I mean, we'll see where they go. It could always be a DQ because the next takeover is not till February. There's a lot of time. So yes. you got to get you got to run some of these matches before then. Otherwise, that's a, three months of building to them is a little too long. Yep. I agree. So that was NXT. Um, I mean, I think we can all be honest here, and I've alluded to it several times. There was just some things with AEW that took my attention away. And even if you have two screens, I just there was some things with NXT that yeah. NXT wasn't bad, but I just I had more of a need to see AEW. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I can agree with that. I thought NXT was a more solid show. There was no, it didn't have peaks and valleys. It was just kind of level throughout. Whereas AEW had the big peaks and valleys. Um, There's nothing that got me excited on NXT tonight. Yeah. Yeah. 
There is that. <clears throat> so that's that. So we await, uh, hopefully, probably by tomorrow afternoon, Thursday afternoon, we will have the uh, viewership uh, in here on Wrestling Inc. So we'll let you know. Uh, that's my grade. <laughs> Matthew? What grade do I give NXT? Matthew? I give NXT a C. No, C. He gives it a C. I, I would agree. Yeah, C. And I say for NXT, it's a C. For the wrestling this week, a, a B. Close. <laughs> I mean, cause it'd be, I don't feel like you missed anything. If you didn't no. see it tonight, did you yeah. miss anything? You, the missed only, anything? The only, the, you missed it, you do miss at least one thing. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, you know, like, that was the thing about Raw. There were no headlines on Raw. I mean, there, there was just nothing yes. to take away. Yes. The only, I mean, you know, this one, okay, they made a triple threat match, but, you, you know, you'll find that out on social media. You know, there, were, there, there wasn't anything on NXT that you just had to see it for yourself. Um, I agree. I, I kind of thought that with both shows tonight. I thought if you missed right. tonight, you didn't really miss tonight. anything. Cody's promo? Yeah, you, you want to see Cody's promo. You want to see Jericho's promo It was live, good. You know. It was good, but it, it didn't. It was hilarious promo. Yeah. It was hilarious. I mean, as far as if you missed it, do you need to go and watch it? I, I yeah. Know. Well, I guess to to learn about the title match. You don't want to be laugh. No, you want to be entertained. You go, yeah, you don't want to be the Johnny Come Lately that's here and everybody else talk about how great this promo is, and then you have to go. <laughs> to be clear, when I tell people to go back and watch it, it's not you know, it's not just but within the context of the show. It's them being entertained. Watch it. What I think <laughs> more people will be entertained by. Yeah. Um. But real quick, um, <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. Never mind. Mm. All right, let's get to right. some of these other news, news items real quick. Here we go. Uh, he's back. It's official. It's like the worst kept secret in wrestling. <laughs> John Morrison's back with WWE. Oh my gosh! Uh, so it, was, uh, it was uh, reported on WWE backstage that John Morrison, uh, 39 years old, but doesn't look it, uh, headed back to WWE. Uh, we do not know at the moment uh, which brand he will be appearing on, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. Um, yeah, Matt, this is uh, you're excited about this, right? Yeah, oh yeah, he's a good guy, great guy. He went out and did things on his own, got himself, you know, a little bit more over. One would argue he's gotten better, but he got—he's a huge, huge film nerd. He loves film, like filming crap and making mm-hmm. cuts and making movies and this and that. He loves that stuff. Even when we were OVW, it was the same way. He—he'd always be the one that'd be able to hold the camera for us and, and do our promos and stuff like that and watch them back. And he'd always want us to do more. Um, He's like a natural director, I swear to God. Like, he really loves that crap, the art side of this stuff. So for him to take the time off that he has, the eight years from WWE, he's been able to go fulfill all of that kind of stuff while also still being able to wrestle. And it seems like he's uh, he must be in a very good place to be going back there. Raj, it's been eight years. The WWE landscape has changed a lot. Now you have you know Raw, you have SmackDown on Fox, you have NXT, you have yeah. 205 Live. You, I mean, wh- where, does, where does John Morrison make the most sense for WWE to put him? Honestly, I would prefer to see him in NXT. That's where I could see him making the most impact. That's where I could see him in the world title picture. I don't see them putting him in the world title picture on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, they might. They should. Just, they sh- I mean, I thought that last time he was there. Dude, he had him the look and AJ and- would tear that freaking place down. Yeah. Could you, could you imagine? I'm not the biggest fan. Could you imagine John Morrison versus Ricochet? That the too. things, the things that they would challenge each other to do phys- uh, athletically, mm-hmm. it looked like a parkour contest. But yeah, <laughs> it really would. I mean, I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not super crazy on all the ricochets a superhero thing, but the dude is <laughs> freaky athletic. That. Yeah, he's great. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, ho- I, I hope it's NXT, but I have a feeling it'll probably be Raw. 
I feel like they need more. Uh, See, but Ricochet, more Ricochet is on Raw. I feel like it's too similar. I think you need to put more on SmackDown. Yeah, you could you could do that too. And plus, that's a very athletic sport kind of presentation as John Morrison if you're on Fox. Mm-hmm. What's he making? Money wise? Yeah, does it say? No. But I mean, for the fact that he, as you said, Matt. I mean, the fact that he's deciding at 39 to come back to WWE. I mean, it must have be a pretty good deal, you know. I mean, they're, they're they're giving half a million to. We've talked about they're giving half a million to, to some people here. Like, really? Yeah. Have, you know. So. From what I heard too, it was always for Morrison. It was always between WWE and Impact. It was, AEW was never uh, he was he was never considering it. Wonder, Wonder why. why? Yeah. Does he have heat with any of them? Maybe. I don't know. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, other bit of news uh, you can check out. Um, on WWE Backstage this past week, uh, Ryan Satin uh, reported and confirming that Samoa Joe is going to stay on Raw commentary uh, until he's cleared for in-ring action. Now, Dio, he, it, Joe's been replacing Dio Madden, uh, who was attacked by Brock Lesnar weeks ago, so Madden had been selling selling the Lesnar attack. Uh, they talk about how Dio Madden has aspirations of becoming a superstar, and he's going to the Performance Center. So this obviously tells me, I mean, I, 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 this tells me they just weren't happy with Madden in a spot. He wasn't quite hacking it and so and joe's also very good at it i mean you know i don't that, think they really I, gave him much of an opportunity for what it's worth how many reps did he really get he never commentated with these guys he did a few a few shots on 205 live and i agree to throw him out on raw just it, it was it was nuts he, to me he, but he physically when he stood up next to brock i'm like damn he's a he's a big dude well, he does not look like he's a former uh, nfl player well, that's right, what I'm. So, that, that's what I'm he saying. He looks like a star, though. He yeah. looks like a wrestler. That's what I'm saying. He could have started training, or, or could have had the aspiration to be a wrestler at any point. The fact that that's what they're saying now to me tells me it's just they're out to not bury him. It's, but I agree, he didn't have a lot of reps. But I just think they're like this guy is not ready for it. So rather than saying that, this is like their their cheap out to say he's always going to go be a wrestler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do, do you think uh, Joe's in ring might be winding down? Because I'm getting a Taz feeling here, where. Uh... You know, Joe has been dealing with a lot of injuries over the years, and he is great on commentary. I could see them kind of saying, "Hey, you know, let's we want to keep you on the booth." A Taz thing coming? Well, he, that's what they did with Taz, I, right? I, like I, he, I, they tried him out on commentary. He yeah, ended up being really good, Joe, and they, he retired. I, 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 no, I look I, at it more. I look yeah. at it more like Jerry Lawler. I think I think Joe could still wrestle every now and again, kind of like how Lawler used to do. Every now and again, you could have Joe do a match. But I do think. I mean, I think I think he, Joe's. They need ass kickers. They need legitimate looking ass kickers. He doesn't stay healthy, Matt. That's that's been a problem though. He doesn't stay healthy. The amount of injuries he's had in his run with WWE, he's it's been it's been injury after injury. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't did. wrestled at a WrestleMania yet, right? Because he's been injured every time. Hmm. Correct. He you know, I, honestly, I mean Joe looks like an ass kicker, but I think his best days in WWE are behind him. We saw him have a match at Brock. It was good to see him get that kind of spot. You know, he he's I don't look at I don't I don't see Joe becoming a world champion. I don't see Joe having a mid card title run. I think the I think their use of him, the best days are behind him. So this this would be a great role for him. He thrives. He sounds great but on commentary. It's always gonna be there for him. I'm not, I don't think it's smart to fast forward on it. And I don't think he'll be there. This is just to get his injuries done and he'll get back in the ring again. It seems like it's weird if it's just a thumb injury that they would come out and announce it on their WWE backstage that this is happening. Uh, you know, like they're, they're that the company is actually kind of making this an announcement as opposed to could Joe just guess commentating for a few weeks. So that's that's the part that kind of gets me. Um, but we'll see. And I did correction. Joe did wrestle at this last WrestleMania. That was his first. <clears throat> All fair comments. 
Um, well, who knows? We don't know the full story. Maybe this is a thing where they want Joe to stay on commentary, but he doesn't want that. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out. Uh, and finally, <laughs> kind of surprising here, after we talked about Raw Monday. Uh, according to Show Buzz Daily, Raw this past week was up 4.7% in viewership. They had uh, uh, a little bit of a spike uh, compared to the week prior. I'm sorry. This past week did not make sense to ratings. I'm sorry. Am I being an AEW homer here right now either? <laughs> AEW, I'm sorry. They should have picked that. That rating should have spiked, in my opinion. I'm shocked that it didn't with the opening of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought that was a definite, a definite. Um, the win. Jericho celebration? Yeah. I really thought that was going to carry over big. I did. Well, we'll see. I mean, AEW does seem like it has lost some momentum. NXT has gained some, but that was also the show after Survivor the, Series. Just and the ratings are screwy this past week, just in general. I mean, well, it was it's Thanksgiving week, or last week was. This is the first kind of like get to back to normal week. So we'll see where the AEW and NXT ratings are tonight. I'm sure they both will be up, you know, because it's not a holiday week. Mm-hmm. Uh, just how much and. Do they go back to their old patterns that we saw before the invasion, or has the momentum so, shifted? When people say that, though, it's, it's the holidays. It's the holidays and stuff. I'm like, I watch wrestling on holidays all the time. Like, well, a lot of people are traveling on that. A lot of people are traveling on that Wednesday, like young people traveling home. You know, uh, okay, things like yeah, where they're going I out. Wondered that. And, and AEW, they dominate the younger demo compared to NXT, and the younger people, kids oh, coming home from college, kid, kid, yeah. kids going out to bars the night before Thanksgiving. Yes. Uh, versus an older deal. versus yeah. an older demo, dads, whatever that are at home. So NXT hits the older crowd. So, but that. in this case, they were very close in that young demo last week. But it could also be a lot of the younger demo that regularly watches AEW was out, and the younger demo that watches NXT and it yep. just kept kept with it. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see this week. I feel like this week is just kind of this is really where we're gauging where everything is at. Yeah. So that's that. That's your reviews for AEW. It's your reviews for NXT. It's some top news here on Wrestling Inc. Uh, Raj, did I forget anything? I think you got it all, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Matt Morgan, give us the plug. Uh, just you guys you know where to reach me on Twitter and uh, uh, Instagram at BP Matt Morgan. As Glenn would say, like all my stuff. Give me lots of follows. Is that what he says? Something, something oh, my God. I always ask for a follow. <laughs> that's all I got. Nothing yeah. else. And Raj? Uh, our interviews with Tito Ortiz is up. Alberto Del Rio uh, was on today's Winkly. Um, and yeah, we got Tony Atlas and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Scorpio Sky um, dropped today. So, you know, keep check those out. All right. Well, thank everybody for staying up with us and tuning in. Uh, please uh, download, share, give us a nice review. We'll see you. I guess everybody will see you Friday. I won't be here, but we'll talk to you Friday after SmackDown. Hashtag pot committed, hashtag Easter egg boy. We'll see you guys. Actually, thank God you ain't on Friday about that. <laughs> <laughs>